0: Hi, and welcome to episode 139 of the Dinner Sisters podcast. That's just insane. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz. I live and work in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal.
1: I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five, especially now as we head into fall. I thought it would be like a less busy time maybe because Mm. of COVID, but it still seems to be um, just hitting as hard as it it does.
0: Trucking along. No. Our goal of this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And here's how it works. Every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, anywhere I can find a recipe online. We have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com. Do not sleep on the shopping list. You can just like download that into your like online, you know, shopping list stuff. So is mm-hmm. really fun. You, we're, it's all at dinnersisters.com. You can also get everything sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter. If you'd like to preview the recipes before listening and maybe get some other fun links from us.
1: Okay, Kate, this week's recipes were turkey biscuit skillet from Taste of Home, beans on toast with a fried egg from Midwest Living, and chip-crusted fish filet from My Recipes.
0: Yeah, you said this earlier in the podcast, Betsy, but it feels lately like time is both moving at warp speed, but also Groundhog Day. You yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh (laughs) it's this very disconcerting, not always great time. And I think, like, we all just need some comfort food to kind of ground us a little bit after a long day. But then we don't have any energy to make a whole, like, braised beef or something, you know, or a stew. So, how can we, like, get that comfort by not spending hours in the kitchen? And this week's episode is all about that. All right. So, let's dig right into it. Our first recipe this week is turkey biscuit skillet from Taste of Home. Quick plug for Taste of Home. For me, one of my original food magazines I think we ever read, Betsy. Mom yeah, get Mom, that. She,
1: went, she was a Taste of Home fan, and everything is really, like, homey, and mm. I, I love this because it fit really into my picture of what Taste of Home is, which is, like, things in a cast iron skillet that are bubbling hot, you yeah.
0: know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and like, and who doesn't love a skillet? I mean nobody. Everyone loves a skillet. So like we said, it's like a quick version of a pot pie with biscuits at the topping to kind of briefly describe it. And to make it, you preheat your oven to 400 degrees because this bakes in the oven. You um, melt some butter in your cast iron skillet, and then you add in some chopped onions, cooking and stirring until it's tender, a couple minutes. And then in a small bowl, you make your flour, broth, milk, and pepper kind of mixture. And you stir that into the flour and onion, kind of making that pseudo like bechamel sauce, right? You bring that to a boil and then you thicken it. It takes a couple minutes. And then you add in some chopped turkey and a bag of frozen vegetables, peas and carrots, which I actually couldn't find. So I got like the mixed vegetables, but you know, anything you find delicious. And then you just stir until it's heated through. And then what you do is you take a can of biscuits, quarter all the biscuits, just, you know, half and half again, and then you arrange them over the top. And you bake that whole skillet until the biscuits are golden brown and done all the way through between 15 to 20 minutes. And if you think this sounds like a delicious pot pie with biscuits on top and comforting, yes, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's see, how'd this go?
1: I actually used rotisserie chicken, and I see here in our notes that you also used rotisserie chicken. It was just, I was thinking, I'm not sure where I'm going to find a cooked turkey uh, breast at this time of year, and I didn't want to start with like making that from scratch just oh my gosh of, no an otherwise very simple recipe uh also a good use of leftover chicken if you have it so I did that I had some just a bag of peas in my freezer so I just used the peas just picking up a, a like little can of biscuits for the week to make this and the rotisserie chicken if you don't have it and, and it turned it into something where it feels like you're having like a nice home home cooked right. homey meal that uh is is very shortcutted, and everyone loved this in my family I mean it was just like Yeah. Firmly delicious. Everyone needs it. No complaining. No, like, wow, what is this new crazy dish we're making? But it was like, "Mm, this is a delicious dinner, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would just, I I wrote in my notes, super comforting, which is like, exactly. I like made myself like made this, made, got myself a kind of a little bowl of it and was like, oh, (laughs) nice. (laughs) And yeah. Yeah, I used um, rotisserie chicken, too. I think as we get closer to Thanksgiving, you might find whole turkey breasts. If you, like, make that for dinner one night and then have some leftover, this is perfect for that. Um, The frozen vegetables, I was like, oh, I don't have to chop any vegetables either.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's so I I mean, I was thinking, I could just do this, throw in a bag of broccoli, so you'd have, like, the broccoli chicken with Mm.
0: the... So many different easy, easy ways you could go. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I will say this did not do the leftovers for me very well. I was kind oh, of like, meh, with leftovers. We didn't um, have leftovers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't mind it. But if you're a person who's like, leftovers have to taste super good to want them, this is not it. But I'm like, these are delicious. I don't care. The biscuits got a little soft or something like that. It's definitely best the day you make it. Um, and I actually might have it next time. I think that would work. Um, I've got a smaller skillet. I might use that, but I can't, I've got no complaints. Five out of five for me. How about you? Yeah, me too. This is just a really simple,
1: tasty, easy recipe. Mm-hmm. I just don't think if this sounds good to you, I would make it. You can't really go wrong here. Yeah. Uh Okay, next up, we have beans on toast with fried egg from Midwest Living. We're hitting all the um, yeah. topics today. Yeah. today.
0: <laughs> I, you know what? When, when when in doubt, go go back to your roots. And I think those, Plus, <laughs> we did this episode. Midwest Living, yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, Betsy, so you and I, we've done beans on toast a bunch of times, and I'm still here for it. We're never going to stop. It's our podcast, and we'll just keep doing beans on toast until mm-hmm. everyone's done it. Yeah. That's my new goal. <laughs> so okay. if you have yeah, if you haven't tried it yet, I hope this recipe does inspire you because it's so good. To make this particular version of beans on toast, you cook up some bacon so that you've um, cut into little pieces until it's crisp and then you pull it out of the pot and um, into your bacon grease you um, which is always delicious. you add some chopped onions and garlic. you cook that until it's tender, you know three, four minutes or so. add in some tomato paste and mustard powder cook that until it's you know kind of warmed and, and smells delicious then you add in some broth molasses vinegar and worcestershire sauce you bring that to a boil and you stir in two cans of cannellini beans and you just reduce the heat and simmer it for a while until it's nice and thick and saucy about half an hour so it's kind of like you know stir it when you think about it it's not a big deal but um and then when it's done you stir in some the, the bacon that you had left over while that's working you're going to Add um, some oil to a skillet that you've heated up and then kind of like brown some tomatoes in there and then fry some eggs. And so what you do to make it is you just take some toast, toast it up, top it with the beans, top it with fried egg, and then um, serve it with tomatoes on the side. There you go. Beans on toast, like a little extra fancy because it's got an egg. Betsy, how did you like it? I... Liked this and I made bread
1: beforehand so that Ooh. I made sure that we had good bread for this because I think that's important mm, mm-hmm. on toast, right? Always a good thing. I made some of the, um, Alexandra Stafford's bread, toast crumb peasant bread so that we could have some nice thick slices of bread. I mean, nice. I think beans and bacon in my family, especially like this little beans, bacon, saucy, delicious, mm. glassy combo, always a winner (laughs) all of this stuff i had in my pantry i think if you don't and you're like buying the molasses and the worcestershire and the right mustard powder and all that kind of stuff that could maybe trip you up but if you have if this is the way your pantry is stocked i would say definitely go for this recipe and the um little brown tomatoes i liked it of course my kids didn't eat those (laughs) maybe your kids like tomatoes so i shouldn't say of course but mine did not uh like it with a side of tomato. Um, and they they just actually had the beans because the egg was like almost a little bit too much in the mouthful, right? Yeah. Um, but it's delicious. Just any way you do this. hmm Thought it was yeah. good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I would kind of describe this as like a dressed up baked beans.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like
0: a flavor. Right, but in a really delicious way. I think you're right about the stocked pantry. If this is the pantry that you have, this takes no time right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, another way to use up all those dried beans, if you're still going through yeah. a, a dried bean purchase, like <laughs> like I am. Um, so cannellini beans would work, but so would pinto beans in a pinch. I think you could do a navy bean really well here. Um, and so that those would be delicious. What I will say is my beans did get a little thick. So I did have to um, kind of thin them out a bit with a little extra water, but that's no big deal right yeah and um all in all it was like perfect for a cold and rainy night which is kind of what it was when i made it and the only thing i'll say is it took a little bit of time this is not an instant dinner you Mm -hmm. know because it's a half an hour to simmer but for me i i really liked it four to five for me how about you Yeah, um, I'm like a very, uh,
1: very high four out of five, and I was thinking Mm -hmm. next time I make these, I might double it because that would reheat really well, right? I mean, I think you could just do this as an easy lunch, or I wonder if you could even. I've been trying to freeze portions of more things to Hmm. have in my freezer. I bet you you could could freeze these and then take it out when you have made bread, and then
0: yeah, I think you totally could.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll make this again as kind of a bulk thing.
0: Uh but
1: yes, I liked it. It was maybe just kind of the longest of the of the three. But,
0: delicious. Yeah, but a half yeah. hour, so it wasn't wasn't terrible.
1: Yeah. Okay, our last one are uh chip crusted fish fillets for my recipes.
0: This is by far the quickest recipe that we have. Mm-hmm. And um, my recipes is always a little dangerous. You know, I kind of tiptoe into my recipes. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs>
0: they're not always successful, but I read through it. I was like, well, there's so few steps. It would be hard (laughs) to mess this one up. So, um, this one is just a delicious piece of fish with a salty, crunchy topping. And all you need are some cod fillets or other white fish, some salt and vinegar, potato chips and mayonnaise. And you just brush the fillets with a bit of the mayo coat with the crushed chips and pop in the oven for about at 400 degrees for about 10 minutes or so, you know, depending on the size of the filet, which is just just enough time to steam a bag of veggies or, you know, make one of those delicious, like, boxed rice pilaf situations. Uh, the fish is moist from the mayo with a good crunch from the chips. I mean, Betsy, how'd this go for you? So this is kind of the, isn't this usually like a Ritz topping?
1: Do people do this or often? breadcrumbs. Like, like, breadcrumbs. Oh, yeah. yeah. So classic combo here with mm-hmm. which is the mayo topped crunchy fish but this time with those um you know with the salt and vinegar salt and vinegar which i thought was really delicious we were sort of a house divided on this uh really? some people liked that tangy and i can't remember which one of the kids didn't i don't know but i was just like well scrape it off you can just <laughs> scrape it off that's the solution here
0: uh <laughs> So it's
1: um, kind of flexible because of that, Kate. And <laughs> you
0: know, I mean, if you don't like it, just scrape it off.
1: Scrape the top off. Yeah. Um, so we also do with burnt toast in my house. Uh, yeah. So she says to serve with the ranch dressing and I just could not quite take it that far. And that's not something yeah. I usually have in the house. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm not getting a whole thing of ranch dressing for to, to try this out. So we didn't yeah. actually do that. Uh, but I did make... To your point, I made a bag of uh, steam-in-the-bag broccoli, and we had some leftover rice. This was like a solid, easy dinner, and I kind of enjoyed that salt and vinegar crunch on there. That's was kind of fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is where it becomes very clear why I pick recipes sometimes, because... If I'm the recipe picker, I get to pick things I love. And I love salt and vinegar potato chips. <laughs>
1: Ooh, yes. Okay. So this is right up your alley. Oh,
0: yeah. I was like, okay. And then I was like, just get yourself a little bag. And I thought, mm, nope. <laughs> and I got myself a big bag and then had a delicious salt and vinegar potato chip snack for the rest of the week. So highly recommend that. Uh, yeah. I did not do the ranch. Couldn't couldn't get myself there. Um, but, you know, if your kids are ranch dressing dippers, here you mm-hmm. go. This yeah. would be great. Um, I did have a problem. My, so I got this delicious piece of halibut from the local, um, fish monger and, um, it was beautiful, but it was thick. And so okay. it took a little extra time. And so I just put foil on the top cause my chips were getting a little brown and mm-hmm. that worked fine just to make sure the fish was cooked all the way through. I think depending upon the size of your fillet and the thickness of your fillet, you might want to look into doing that, but it wasn't a big deal. This yeah. was super delicious. And something I'm like, oh. Okay, I would definitely make again. I would probably not buy another big bag of potato chips. Just saying. Um, mm-hmm. Delicious, but not necessary every time. <laughs> <laughs> but it really just used like a package of like gas station sized potato chips. That, that's what I got was that sort
1: of like medium-ish size. that Right. Like- two, two-ish plus servings or something like that. I don't know what it is. It's not right. the little mini bag for lunches, but the me- medium.
0: Right. Size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that, and I think also like, if you don't care for salt and vinegar, you could do just like regular potato chips.
1: Okay. You could go in a, Oof. if you, uh, if you have kids and you want to experiment, you could go in like a little potato chip bender and do like the <laughs> you totally spicy jalapeno and marble Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All the flavors and
0: yeah, for sure. Scrape it off. Oh, just scrape it off. (laughs) Scrape it off. Um, Yeah, and I think, but do stick to the kettle style chips because I think that's what helped keep it super crunchy.
1: I think so too. Yeah, that was a big. uh, That was a big part of this little Mm -hmm. concoction.
0: Yeah, so four to five for me would make it again. How about you? Yeah, me too. It was not one of these like
1: genius. Oh my gosh, this is blowing my mind. Recipes, but. a fun little concept that I think is flexible and might be useful for people.
0: All right. Wrapping it up. Winner, winner for me, it was, well, the chicken dinner, the Turkey skillet. Just mm. love that. Just hit the spot. You know, sometimes things are just like exactly what you want for dinner. And that was that for me. How about you?
1: Mine was the beans on toast. We really enjoyed this uh, take on the beans and toast. And it just was kind of the easy, like an easy, nice, Yeah. Getting more beans in our diet. That's always the thing I'm trying to do. So I Mm -hmm. liked this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and the grocery list at dinnersisters.com. We've got links to all the recipes, any tips like the scrape it off tip, I think one of our favorites now (laughs) (laughs) or any techniques we discussed. If you want to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our dinner sisters Facebook group. We are at dinner sisters podcast. Love to see you over there. We are starting up a new month of our cook along, which we'll talk about in the smorgasbord. So you should come check us out. Okay, Kate,
1: today on our smorgasbord, we're going to talk about one of our new favorite books, snacking cakes.
0: I love this book so much. You got this as part of our 10 speed press ambassador program. And you said, I got the snacking cake book. Did you? And I didn't. And then I was very sad because you made some amazing snacking cakes with your kids. So it's by Yasi
1: Arifi. And it's this genius little book that every cake starts out making your, you're doing your um, like butter or, or oil and sugar with your whisk and then you put in your wet ingredients and then you put in the baking powder, baking soda and your flour. And it's just kind of all in one bowl and everyone's a little twist on that method. So you've got chocolate cakes and fruit cakes and honey spice cakes. And I mean, it's just, and everything's like one little nine inch round Right. or you can put it in a loaf or whatever. So it's just as like one enough for just a little bit of cake.
0: Yes, and I love that it and and I love the idea that it is just enough for a little bit of cake. So for your family, it's like we can have cake today. <laughs> but for me it's like I can have cake for the week. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not too much and I think um they're not too sweet. There are a bunch of different flavors. There's um, that I made a morning glory cake with the girls over mm-hmm. Zoom, and we had a great time doing that. They're simple enough that with a little bit of help behind the scenes from you, Betsy, they could make it.
1: <laughs> on their yeah, own. yeah. We did that. We both had our cookbooks out, and Kate made her cake in Rhode Island, and the girls followed along and made their morning glory cake
0: here, mm-hmm. which was super fun. It yeah. was super fun. So we are not getting any sort of like compensation for this cake book. Although at this point I've been just telling everyone about it. So I feel like I should get some sort of kickback. Sponsor <laughs> <But it's laughs> a know. snacking cake book. Um, but if this sounds like a fun, like fall baking for you, I would definitely recommend it. It's just like, like you said, a little bit of cake to have with that cup of tea in the afternoon, give yourself a little breathing room, make yourself some cake, you know? Yeah, Kate, I'll say I also made the pumpkin olive oil snacking cake
1: this weekend with an olive oil maple glaze delicious and then we made the it's there's an orange poppy seed snacking cake and that had a raspberry glaze which was just you kind of like mash up the raspberries and put in a little um Mm. powdered sugar and the liquid from the raspberries gives you the enough to make a glaze that you pour over it oh my gosh it was so fancy we said we felt like we had gone out for like a little cake slice and coffee at a coffee shop. And um, it was just, it took me half an hour maybe to put everything together, 20 minutes. Uh, And it was, it was such a treat. So anyways, yes, I cannot get enough of the snacking cakes book, but Mm -hmm. let's move on.
0: I think we talk about it every day, Betsy. (laughs) Yes, we do. We're like, are you going to make a snacking cake today? (laughs) (laughs) Our new favorite topic. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. But we are moving on for other things because it's now November. Amazing. Yes. And um, we've got a new cook-along, which is super fun.
1: We do. And this this month, we're going to go with Smitten Kitchen. We're cooking through that blog by Deb Perlman. And she is like a cooking blog hero for most of us. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really excited to see what people make. And and also, we've had people already posting their longtime favorite recipes. Yes. Recipes they've made over and over again. And I know we all have favorites to share. So this should be a really fun month for the listener cook along.
0: Yeah, same. And I think there are so many recipes on her blog. She's been you know, blogging for a long time now. She's probably one of the first ones that I ever... Ever read? Um, Her recipes are so solid. She cooks things that I always seem to want to eat and really has such a breadth of things to discover. So I'm looking forward to seeing what other people's favorites are. I know you and I have favorites, um, and we would love to see y'all join us on our Facebook group at Dinner Sisters Podcast. And it's literally just a thread of all the recipes, and people take pictures and then chime in and encourage each other. It's been really fun, and we'd love to see you over there. And you know what, what we also do with our Patreon group is that once a month when we have these cookalongs um, for a blog, we also do a, a live along on our Patreon. So if you want to join us for $10 a month, we, as one of the benefits of, of helping keep this podcast going, you can join us on a Zoom and we'll cook a Smitten Kitchen recipe this month. Uh, TBD on that one. I think Betsy, you and I have got to figure that out. I mean, there's so many to choose from. <laughs> I don't know what we'll do now It'll be fun. So we hope you can join us there too.
1: Okay, Kay. Coming up next week, it's episode one forty, which means it's a dinner party. Every ten episodes we celebrate with the dinner party. And so picking up on a on our fall theme, we're doing some butternut squash.
0: Yes, Betsy, we've got a pasta theme going on for Ooh. our dinner party. So looking forward to it. So that's what's for dinner. See you next time on the dinner sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. We've got show notes, other fun stuff too. If you have some dinner ideas, you always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com or you can always send us a message on Instagram or Facebook at dinnersisterspodcast. Last, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe or come join us over on Patreon. That's how people get to know us and how we can keep this podcast going. Thanks and happy eating.
1: Dinner Sisters is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. Find out more by going to frolic.media backslash podcasts.